Beregamsadi, that is a beautiful song by Afro Soul artist uh, hailing from Dimbobo in Sikiwana, Sophie Rambesu, and uh, she's joining us on our dynasty as we talk about Dr. Mirema Geba, Mama Africa. As ignore, uh, ignore, um, ignore, <laughs> after the tears, the English is gone, gone. What time is it? <laughs> it's half past four. You, Ipelil English. Well, it was a memorial lecture and um, it was uh, the first one. Um, and uh, it was one that is to be remembered. And Tsikiwana, who gave us that beautiful song, Beregamsadi, was one of the performing artists uh, there. And uh, we are going to be speaking to her. Thank you very much for joining us. Good morning, Tsikiwana. Morning, morning, Patricia. How are you? Ah, I'm emotional, but I'm very excited to be speaking to you. I'm excited to be speaking to you. Yes, I, I caught the tail end of, of Shabulani's story. I was also just getting emotional just from the tail bit. I don't know the whole story, but I can hear mm. it's something really, really deep. Well, something really deep is the fact that in our soil, a woman, mm. a great woman was birthed um, yes. in, on the, the South African soil. And mm. she then touched the rest of the continent, the diaspora and the international global community. And mm. known as Mama Africa, Dr. Miriam Makeba was being hailed mm. and her memory was being remembered at her ignore, uh, uh, memorial lecture. Uh, and you were there as one of the performing artists alongside uh, the legendary Sipo Hotsticks Mabuza and Mama Abigail Kubega. Tell us about uh, this uh, auspicious event that was uh, hosted by the University of South Africa. Well, um, firstly, I'm just so honored to even be related to to the legacy of this woman. I know that the Miriam Magaba Foundation could have, you know, chosen any other person to come and perform, but they asked me to come and perform. So I'm deeply, deeply honored because Mama Miriam actually, I, I need to be honest, I actually paid attention to her music only after her passing. Before then, you know, as a young artist, you looked up to the, the pop stars, you know, your Whitney Houston, your Janet Jackson. I never really looked up to the African, you know, queens. We are always um, aspired to be that R&B, R&B singer. But when she passed on, I, was, I remember I was doing a theater production um, somewhere in Joburg. And the director said, you know, um, they've been showing images of, of Mama Miriam Makeba. Um, a younger Mama Mira Makeba. And she was like, you know, you resemble her. <laughs> I'm looking at you now throughout the rehearsal and, and you, your Afro, you, you kind of resemble her. So that's when I started going back and listening to her music and I was just blown away that, I, you know, we don't pay attention to our legends until they're no longer here. So for me, Mama Miriam really um, showed, even in, in the things that people said at the memorial lecture that, she she used her voice for for a purpose you know she used her voice to uplift other people and the main theme that that went around her name was ubuntu how she was a person for people you know i even sang one of my songs is called omotukabatu you know which which linked into who she was so so the biggest thing that i i took from the memorial lecture was that creative arts is is a weapon that we artists have one of the biggest instruments for social change and yet we are not using it we are using it to 
to yes, entertain is it's it's great, but we there's there's more ways that we can use music or art or theater to uplift and to enrich those around us. Um, and now, Ntikwana, when you now had this opportunity to come on the stage and uh, perform for the the Queen of Africa, Mama Africa mm. in music, who touched lives of young people, who um, mm. spoke up against injustices as a young yeah. person yourself, um, mm. I, I hear you speak about the honor, but how are you ensuring that the legacy is continuing in you as a young artist? Mm. You know, I'm very conscious about what I write. I'm, I'm actually just finalizing my third album now. Um, Mama Miriam was not afraid to confront serious issues and issues that back then could have gotten her killed. So in her, I found the strength to actually focus on things that uplift people, you know, things that that people would listen to and their life will be better from listening to it. I mean, one of the songs I, I talk about us as Black people, I say, we take on other people's cultures and, and throw away our own. And we wonder why we, are so, we, we feel so small as a people because we've thrown away what we know, and we've adopted Western ways. And yet we think those Western ways are the ones that are going to make us prosper. They are not. You know, our ancestors had ways of, of living, of eating, of, of breathing, of living on this planet that respected every other creature on the planet. You know, we used to live... Um, in, in villages where Rilema together, you know, there wasn't, this is so-and-so's thing, this is so-and-so's thing, you know, we shared. Right now, we are in such a competitive society. The culture has made us so competitive that any other person who's doing a good thing, you see them as a threat. Instead of going to them and say, hey, I see you doing this good thing. How can I support you? We rather now look for ways to sabotage them. So for me, my music is about uniting people and also bringing people back to themselves because I think we've gotten away so much away from ourselves that we think it's only the external things that validate who we are. We think it's only by reaching for the success, for the fame, for the money, for the Mercedes Benz, for the big house, that we can be a fulfilled person when actually it's by going back, coming back. It's only by coming back to self that we can go forward, really. Like it's only by going back that we can go forward. I'd like us to take a quick break, Ntigiwana, and when we come back, uh, perhaps share with us um, uh, some of uh, the, the pointers uh, from the keynote speaker, uh, Dr. Nkosazana Zuma, Lamini Zuma, who was at uh, the inaugural memorial lecture, and uh, some of uh, the, the, the pointers and music shared by the legends you were on stage with, but that will be after the mm. break. A-teamers, you're more than welcome to join in on the conversation. Our guest is Afro-Soul Art. Nzikiwana, Sophie Rampeso. I say, Africa must wake up, the sleeping sons of Jacob, for what tomorrow may bring. May Our dynasty on the morning bliss. Can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? We are speaking about a great activism uh, leader, a leader who uh, spoke truth to power using the arts, uh, who was graceful and gracious in showing 
how proud she is of being African, no matter where in the world she was. Uh, a couple of days ago, was it two days ago, if I'm not mistaken, she lost her, uh, someone who was dear and near to her, someone she called a brother, Harry uh, Belafonte, passed away. We've seen a lot of pictures of them together. I'm speaking about uh, Mama Africa, Dr. Miriam Mageba, uh, who was hailed across the world for her greatness. And uh, recently, the University of South Africa in Pretoria had uh, an inaugural memorial lecture for Dr. Miriam Mageba. One of the artists that performed there is Nsikwana Sophie Rambesu, who's an Afrosol artist hailing from Limpopo, a young person who has been touched by Mama Africa's music. Nsikwana, thank you for staying with us. So before the break, I did ask you, uh, please share with us uh, some of, uh, you know, the salient pointers that were shared mm. about uh, Mazi, as she was affectionate, affectionately known uh, at the mm. inaugural lecture. I know the keynote speaker was Umama Nkosazana Tlamini Zuma. Um, one of the things that she said, uh, um, Dr. Lamini Zuma was um, used a lot of quotes from from other speakers to to help describe what Mama Miriam stood for. The one thing she said was, in order to, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, uh, she said, if you take away people's culture, you've basically taken away their strength. And she was basically saying that's what the apartheid government was doing, and. Mama Miriam was a person who wanted people to have their dignity. I mean, that day, um, Hot Sticks Mabuza shared a story where I think they were in France and, and, and he said Mama Miriam insisted on, on cooking for them African food. And, and he said to them, you know, she said to them, you can't be, you know, eating European food when I'm here, you know, uh, come, let me, let me cook for you. So she was a person who who really was grounded in, in who she is and she knew who she is. I mean, even, even her appearance was so regal. So the, the biggest, biggest thing that I got from, from Dr. Ngosazanazuma's speech was that if they can take away your identity, your culture, your language, if, if you don't even know that, you don't even have any leg to stand on to fight back against your oppressor, against anybody who's trying to take anything from you. So that's why I, I believe that she stood so firmly on her identity. I mean, just looking at her, her hair, you know, her, her skin tone, you know, everything, whatever she wore on stage really was, was intentional, was purposeful, was, was giving off the vibration of, you know, the empress of song as she was known. So um, that, that really was the, the one biggest thing that blew my mind was that take away people's languages, take away their culture, take away where they're from, cancel their history, basically, then you have them. Then there's no way that they will fight against you because they don't know who they are. Hence, that's why I said in order to go forward, we need to go back. We have lost so, 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 so much that our kids now, my, my kids, my grandchildren will not have the, the, the knowledge that I have because it left with my parents. I mean, the other day I was speaking to my sister. I was wanting to know a, a folk song that uh, my dad used to sing when he was younger. Um, I'm trying to put it together and record a few songs, just a baby, you know, folk songs. And we couldn't get it because none of them exist. And, and my dad's younger brother was not really interested in that. My uncle was not interested in that. So those songs are lost now, you know. So um, going back is really important and knowing who you are is what is going to um, help you reach greater heights. 
Look, um, w- when it comes to arts and culture, music, mm. and 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 uh, the way we express ourselves, I know in times uh, gone by uh, where Umazi uh, mm. Mama Makeba was w- was at her prime, it was at a time mm. where South Africa was in struggle. Um, mm. it, it was we were struggling apartheid, right? And the language of the music spoke to who we are now. Young mm. artists mm. now, like you were saying, I mean, you only mm. paid attention to Mama Makeba's music after she passed away. Before yeah. then, it yeah. was the R and B American mm. uh, dream yeah. that artists yeah. had. Um, <laughs> yeah. But listening to the song that we played. Uh, that you, mm. you you have offered us, uh, you're speaking and singing and giving us music in our language. So looking mm. at what our struggles are now in this present day and age, what can mm. we learn from Umazi and bring into the industry, the arts, and continue with uh, cultural activism? Because there's still a lot that we are crying about. Mm. We still have many plights as young people. Mm. Mm. You know, I've um I've always said, um, and and my friends and those around me will will know that I always say this. I say, the arts are the consciousness of a country. I would tell them, go listen to the top ten of any commercial radio station. That will tell you where the country is, where the consciousness of the country is, because this is how influential music and theatre and television is. Um. I was watching an interview, I think it was David Mashabela, with uh, one of the gentlemen who used to play on Isidingo. And he said basically the same thing, that our society, you know, um, we know, it, as as we, we are studying, they tell us that art is a reflection of life, you know. And he was saying that the soapies and, and the reality programming that he sees on these channels are really not helping in any way are really not helping in any way i think our biggest challenge now mama miriam faced the challenge of of oppression we are still oppressed it's it's just a mental oppression back then they were oppressed even physically right now the choices we think we are making out of free will are not actually choices that are made out of free will it is choices that advertisers and marketers are telling us to make um, I, I, I'm not, I listen to radio, I listen to my own playlists when I, when I move and, and, and it is intentional. It's, it's the programming that I choose to receive. And I believe if on radio, if on television, the programming was more balanced. I'm not saying that it should reflect only the light side of life because we're living on earth, we're living in reality. There is both the good and both the bad. But right now the scales are tipped towards the bad. There isn't enough programming to counter all the all the negativity that they're showing that we are as a people, you know, especially the the channels that are focused on 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 black viewers and black listeners. It's like all we are is about you know cheating on each other. All we are is about drugs. All we are is about killing each other. So I feel that if if we artists started writing differently, started sharing music differently, our society will change because entertainment directly goes to the subconscious mind you know it bypasses your conscious mind and goes straight into your programming so the song that you hear over and over again becomes subconsciously what you think is your own thoughts and actually it's the things you watch it's the things you listen to it's the things you read so if if there would be a balance in in things that are produced wherein people get both 
the dark side and the light side, I think would have a much better looking society. And I think our youth would be doing better. And I think it was when Sufi was still in education MEC, he said something and people laughed at him. And I actually agreed with him in, in a way. He said, you know, one of the biggest things that led to the metric rate of that year is I'm a piano. <laughs> and people on Twitter went after him and said, no, it's the parents, it's the teachers. And that's how people don't realize how influential the arts are. You know, a, a, a matriculant would rather go to the tavern down the road and listen to their favorite artist or go to a show than study, you know. But if that art, same artist was saying, hey, you know, let's do something differently. Let's let's focus on studying this got here by doing this, that, 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 that. So focus on that. I believe the outcome would be different. Let's go to a quick break in Tigwane. And when we come back, there's another issue that's very uh, pressing. Uh, copyright laws, royalties. Are artists still struggling the way Mazi struggled? Are their works archived internationally and benefiting international um, recording labels? Or are artists now learning uh, from our stalwarts like Umama Makeba and archiving themselves and making sure that they get all their royalties? That will be a conversation straight after this break. I say, Africa must wake up, sleeping sons of Jacob, for what tomorrow may bring. Our dynasty on the morning bliss. Can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? We are speaking with Ntsikiwana Sophie Rampesu, who is an Afro-Soul artist, uh, who was one of the performers at the inaugural memorial lecture for Dr. Miriam Mageba, affectionately known as Mama Africa Omazi. Ntsikiwana, um, before the break, I did ask that you share with us, uh, where are young people now when it comes to copyrights and royalties? Are we able to learn uh, from the struggles that the likes of Dr. Miriam McEver went through? Are we able to now archive our own, retrieve our own, and earn our mm. royalties? I think we are. Um, times have changed. I think right now the, the, the rise of social media has, has opened up the market so much that we don't need to sign those deals where record labels keep keep your royalties and keep your masters and you can't do anything for you know 50 years after the contract expires because they need to get their money back so i think in in that regard um the, the there's information and 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 the market is open so people know that when you write a song you go register it with a certain um rights organizations for music and and you get your 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 royalties. But uh, the challenge still is, I mean, you still hear of artists signing deals and that they can get out of and then ultimately ending up with the work that they wrote, that they created, not belonging to them. So that is still a challenge. But the bigger one, I think, is that a lot of, um, the, I've seen a lot of the American artists actually complaining about it, is that the the, the streaming platforms, you know, the 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 beautiful days of us selling hard copies of CDs were actually where independent artists could make a little bit of extra money besides, you know, from royalties and from performances was selling the CDs. But now with the streaming platforms giving you a cent or two cents per stream, you know, how many streams would you need as a 
you know, so-called local artists or South African artists who doesn't have a hundred million followers, how many streams would you need to make a living off the online platform? So in as much as social media and the uh, online music stores have made music very, very accessible that I can release a song now and everybody would have it. It is also kind of uh, almost reduced the value of music because people are now not willing to pay. Even if I have my music on my website and I say download it and the track is 20 rand each, they would rather go and get it from YouTube for free or rather stream it. And even the the premium, um, the monthly fees that you pay at at the different streaming platforms do not even get to the artists. That's what um, Taylor Swift and a a few other artists in the U.S. were fighting um, Apple and, and Spotify for to say, you are charging people a certain amount a month to to get access to our music, and yet that money is not coming to us. So the challenges are still there, but I feel there there are many ways to to navigate it as as an independent artist who isn't signed because you have a lot of a lot more leeway to do what you want with your work. But as soon as you are signed under a contract and you haven't read that contract properly, that's where things go wrong. Now, you mentioned the Miriam Magaba Foundation. What is your involvement yes. there? Um, and especially because there is the school for, for girls and there's mm. so much that's still needed to be done and support yes. that is required for the school. Yeah. Share with us, please. I actually, you know, um, the, the power of social media again. <laughs> I, I, in, I think it was 2020. I saw that it was her birthday on the 4th of March. So I just took my guitar and... and played one of her songs and, and tagged the Miriam Makeba Foundation. And, you know, the the marketing manager there showed the video to her family and they loved it. And that's where I started getting involved, you know, when they have concerts or when they have fundraisers that they ask me to come and perform it. Um, and that's where I, I would be part of the foundation. So I'm, I'm, I'm just um, not even just, I am an artist that they felt represents what they stand for so um that's 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 how i'm involved in it you know i lend my gift wherever i'm needed and even um things outside uh, the music you know i help uh, where where i can with the foundation wow and uh, what support does the foundation need and how can people get involved you know, with that, um, I would I would actually give a number because I'm I'm not in the I'm not on the committee per se. You know, I'm 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 invited and I'm called as and when things are needed. But I know the 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 school for girls needs definitely uh, funding to get up and running because Dr. Glaminizuma mentioned that it it is closed, so it does need funding there. I think people can just uh, uh, Google it and they'll be able to get it there. Thank you very yes. much, Ndikwana, for joining us. So we're going to close off our show with a song by Mazi, Mama Africa, uh, uh, titled Malaika. But we thank you for your time, right? Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, teamers, it's time for us uh, to head on home. Uh, you're getting first take with Elvis Preslin coming in uh, at 5 o'clock straight after the news. And after that, uh, it will be sunrise. From the team and myself, may goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success. Thank you very much.